at disobedient, he said. What I mean is that you want shoes that you know, that you trust. I have always liked those boots. They are the ones I've always worn. I know my way around them. Maramotswe looked puzzled. But surely there's not much to know about shoes, she argued. All you have to know is which way round they go. You wouldn't want to put them on back to front, nor put the left shoe on the right foot. But is there much to know beyond that? The conversation went nowhere, as it always did when this subject was raised, and Maramotswe had come to accept that men's clothing was a lost cause. There might be a small number of men who were conscious of their apparel and didn't hold on to old shoes and clothes for too long. But if there were, then she certainly was not married to one of them. Her own clothes were quite a different matter, of course. She didn't spend an excessive amount on dresses, or on shoes for that matter, but she believed in quality and would never buy cheap clothes for the sake of saving a few puller. What she wanted from her clothes was the ability to stand up to the normal demands of the working day, easy laundering, and, if at all possible, light ironing qualities. If clothes had that, then it didn't matter if they were not of the latest style, or were of a colour that had ceased to be fashionable. If Maramotswe was comfortable in them, and if they responded to the structural challenges posed by the traditionally built figure, then she embraced them enthusiastically. And they, in their way, reciprocated, particularly with those parts of her figure that needed support. Given this attitude to the functionality of clothes, it was no surprise that she and her erstwhile assistant, now her co-director, Magres Makutsi, wife of Mr. Puti Radiputi of the Double Comfort Furniture Store, should not see eye to eye on fashion matters. When she had first started at the agency, Mamakutsi hadn't been in a position to spend much money on clothing. In fact, she could spend no money on clothes for the simple reason that she had none. What savings Mamakutsi and her family had were committed almost entirely to the fees she had to pay the Botswana Secretarial College, leaving very little for anything else. Then, when she was given the job at the Number One Ladies Detective Agency, Maramotswe had been unable to pay her much of a salary. As the truth of the matter was, that the agency's minuscule profits didn't really justify the employment of any staff. But Mama Kutsi had talked herself into the job and had been prepared to accept the tiny salary on the grounds that, in the fullness of time, things would surely look up. They did, and when she found she had a bit of money in her pocket, although not all that much, she spent at least some of it 
on replacements for her two increasingly worn dresses. She also splashed out on some new shoes, a handsome pair of court shoes with green leather on the outside and blue lining within. She had never seen anything more beautiful than that pair of shoes, and they had imparted a spring to her step that Maramotswe and all others dealing with Mamakutsi had noticed. Even if they didn't know to attribute it to new footwear. Following her marriage to Puti Radiputi, Mamakutsi's wardrobe expanded. Puti was well off, and although he didn't believe in flaunting wealth, he was strongly of the view that the wife of a man of his standing, with his herd of over six hundred cattle, should be dressed in a way that was commensurate with her station in life. Maramotswe had helped.